Before we begin today's episode, I'd like to say thank you very much to Ugona Ene for favoriting the podcast. Now, for those of you who use the Anchor app, the act of favoriting, I think, is the equivalent of um, subscribing or following um, on uh, other podcast players. So I think for iTunes, what you do is you subscribe, and I think for Spotify, you subscribe. But on Stitcher, I think what you hit is follow. So that's the equivalent over here on the Anchor app. Now, unfortunately, I only get notifications on uh, people's names from the Anchor apps. So that's the reason why I can call out uh, Ugona Ene and say thank you very much for following by name. But I can't do that for the rest of you who come through um, iTunes or Spotify or other players. So thank you very much for subscribing to the podcast, um, Ugona. And those of you who uh, have um, subscribed to the podcast recently. But remember also to share with your friends and family members and associates who you think could find useful content here uh, when it comes to matters of um, improving our business using sales principles and um, ideas um, ideas around how to grow your business one conversation at a time using simple conversational techniques when you are face to face with a potential customer. Now today I'd like us to examine the question what's in a name and whether it can help or hurt the business that's whatever name it is that you choose to call yourself. In previous podcast recordings, I've looked at this whole idea of whether it's important, whether you call yourself um, the chief founder, whether you call yourself the CEO, the chief executive officer, the customer experience officer, or whatever it is that you call yourself. And the consensus that we came to over here on the podcast was that sometimes it makes no difference what you call yourself. So long as you're following the right processes, you have the right frameworks, and you're doing the right actions uh, to do what needs to be done. Because there are some people in their businesses you could be a wedding planner or a wedding photographer, and you don't call yourself anything per se. You've just set this thing up. You don't have any title for yourself, but you're following the right playbooks. And so because of that, you're going to have a successful business and everything should go on um, fine and dandy. So we should be paying attention. Of course, what you call yourself is important, um, especially as you start adding members to the team. So when it's just you, I guess it's not a problem whether you call yourself CEO or not. But by the time you get um, an editor, second shooters, some associates, if you're a wedding planner, you know, you get a store manager. Uh, you get uh, someone you know who manages your social media or whatever, then over time, I guess it's important the names that you guys actually do um, call yourselves. So at some point, yes, you have to pay attention to these things and um, uh, business management principles and uh, business management theory. But in the beginning, yeah, this is not um, much of a problem. Now, however, there are other times in the business um, when what we call ourselves is important because the way that the names that we call ourselves or the way that we look ourselves might impose a limiting mindset or a limiting perspective. And so in that case, we ought to be careful what it is that we do call ourselves. Now, an example that I'm going to give in the personal space, not in the business space, is um, in our families and our relationships. So there are some of us who see ourselves primarily as fathers or as parents. We see ourselves as um, as uh, fathers uh, or mothers instead of thinking of ourselves as spouses. So if you spend all your time thinking of yourself as daddy, then it means that you might not be a good husband most of the time because you wake up in the morning and you go into daddy uh, mode and uh, you spend all your time thinking about the kids, not remembering that you have to be available and supportive um, for wifey. And it goes the same for uh, women as well. If you wake up and you're uh, you see yourself as a uh, mommy or as mama or um, whatever and you're always in wife mode you might not be an available and um, supportive um, 
wife most of the time. So, just as these um, perceptions or uh, titles or uh, roles might be limiting in the personal space, it's also the same in the business space. That sometimes what we call ourselves reflects um, how we see ourselves and what we call ourselves and how we see ourselves actually does uh, matter. So today I'd like us to look at some of those limiting identities that we hold for ourselves and how they limit our sales and our profits. Now one of those limited identities is the word vendor, especially for those of us in the wedding and the event space, because that is the word that we use um, all the time to refer to ourselves. Although I must recognize that there are some of my colleagues who have reached out in the past to say that that word vendor is limiting and commoditizing, and to a certain extent um, I will agree. It's just that it's a kind of like the standard term that we used to refer to ourselves, and so that's the reason why I use it in this podcast uh, without any value-laden um, judgment applied. But uh, yes, in a sense, uh, the word can be limiting, can be a limited identity if you call yourself um, a vendor. Now, unfortunately, if you see yourself or you talk about yourself as uh, being a vendor, you're positioning yourself low on the, on the low end of the uh, value scale. And that's because um, vendors are replaceable, well, especially for our potential customers. When we hear, when they hear vendors, they are thinking in the commoditized sense. Vendors are replaceable, they are interchangeable. A vendor is an um, operative, is an operator who fills a slot. Uh, vendors are commodities, so we shouldn't be thinking of ourselves as vendors because if you think like a vendor. Eventually, you start acting um, like one, like um, you're a commodity. And if you start acting like a commodity, of course, you're going to be perceived as a commodity by your potential um, your potential uh, customers. And then that affects the way that you can show um, competency, show credibility, and uh, seal the deal um, with, your, um, with your potential clients. So rather, we should be thinking of ourselves as advisors instead of uh, vendors. So be an advisor instead. Um, advisors don't peddle information. Advisors don't make pitches based on products and service features or price alone. That is something that vendors do. And I think that that's one of the reasons why vendors typically uh, fall into the price conversations quickly and the price uh, trap. And that's because they're thinking of themselves as vendors. But if you think of yourself as an advisor, you're not there to peddle price. You're not there to uh, pedal um, features and you're not there to pedal um, information. So if you think of yourself as an advisor, one of the things that comes to mind is having a client because advisors have clients, that's what they do. And they also take the initiative and they ask questions of their clients. <clears throat> now the reasons why advisors do so is because they need more information before they can make a professional recommendation. There is no advisor, whether it's a political advisor or um, any advisor in a um, <clears throat> so excuse me in a professional context like an accountant or a lawyer that is going to give information um, that is just going to start uh, throwing out um, information uh, without getting without asking any more questions or no lawyer or accountant is going to go straight into the price question or the service features or packages or things like that a lawyer is going to want to ask questions um, uh, why have you come here today? Um, who is the other party? What happened? How did this start? How did it escalate? What did you do next? What did they do? Were you aware of this? Were they aware of that? It's also similar to the kind of things that uh, accountants are um, going to ask. So, um, okay, um, who is your, um, do you have a, uh, a bookkeeper? 
um, for what year, what's the problem that you've run to, how many filings have you made so far, what is the structure of your business, um, uh, uh, how much... Um, how much, uh, how much of the money is invested uh, in capital? How much are you holding in this reserve? How much are you holding in that? They're going to ask all these questions before they take all the numbers and then uh, do whatever it is that um, you need to be done, whether it's you need to file your taxes with the Internal Revenue Service or whatever. So the lawyer is going to ask questions, the doctor is going to ask questions, the accountant is going to ask questions, and that's because they think of themselves primarily as advisors and not as vendors. And so we should do the same thing too. And so we should be asking for um, lots more information before we make a professional recommendation. So this whole thing of photographers, uh, you respond to the DM and you say, uh, yes, I'm available December 1st. My packages are gold, silver, and bronze, and these are the prices. And wedding planners doing the same. Uh, you shouldn't just um, jump to it uh, so uh, quickly. You should ask a couple more um, questions. Think of yourself as an advisor rather than thinking of yourself um, as a vendor. So it's the same with people in other business spaces as well. If you sell inverter, inverter batteries and you think of yourself as a vendor, you're always going to be talking about different products or different features. This is the latest battery from China. This one is 80 megawatts. This one is 60 megawatts, you know, blah, 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 blah. And when you do that, you're basically just trying your luck. It's, it's um, hit and miss. Um, when you're talking to potential customers and what you think uh, they can afford. But if you sell inverter batteries and you think of yourself as an advisor, you're going to be asking the right questions. What are your energy needs? Um, where do you live? Are you in Apo? Are you in Gariki? Or are you in Ikeja? Oh, okay, light in Surulere currently is um, uh, is poor um, right now. Um, uh, are, you, are you trying to solve the problems I'm in the home or in the office? How many staff do you have? How many computers do you have? How many TVs do you run? How many air conditioners do you run? Um, let's see what else do you want to hook up the security post um, as well are you going to hook up the floodlights uh, do you want to hook up the deep freezer as well these are the kind of questions that you're going to ask and you're not going to be making assumptions around how much they can afford and what it is that they need you're going to be asking clear questions about um, what they expect uh, about the use case scenarios what they want to use your product and service um, for you're going to be asking clear questions rather than somebody just reaching out to you to say uh, uh, how much for inverter batteries and then you say oh okay uh, these are my packages gold silver and bronze uh, gold is for China based batteries uh, silver is for Nigeria based batteries and uh, uh, bronze is for American based batteries or whatever so you're not just going to go into that whole package mentality but rather you're going to be asking questions now, if you come across as an advisor or a service professional, then your chances of closing um, the deal go up because you have enhanced credibility. You're not just uh, a vendor, you're not just an anyhow um, person, as I like to say in uh, Nigeria. You're not just a run-of-the-mill person, you are a service professional. So when it comes to expensive technical equipment like solar panels, inverter batteries, and blah, 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 stuff like that, um, I think it's a good it's, it's a good guess we can make that they'll prefer a true professional rather than just an amateur who is just uh, peddling batteries. It's also the same in the wedding and the event space where hundreds of thousands of naira are on the line. If you think of yourself as a vendor and if wedding planners as a whole think of themselves as vendors, then really any vendor will do because they're all the same. Nothing is different. But if the planner conducts herself or himself as an advisor, then you're going to be seen as a useful resource and the decision is not going to boil down to price alone. 
and so whatever business it is that you are involved in today this is something that you can think of when um think of and try today when it comes to your uh, business whatever it is that you call yourself however it is that you see yourself just not try to use terms um and adjectives and uh, descriptors that um limit um our mindset and because with the limited mindset there's going to be a limited way uh, that we act and it also um, affects the way that we can position ourselves as credible professionals and if you're not a credible professional on the other end of the conversation then of course the bride and the groom your potential customer whatever business you're involved in person is just going to um, look at you as a commodity and of course when we are having commodity conversations the most important thing or the only thing that the customers are considering in most cases is just price because as far as they're concerned uh, everything is all the same so while there might be no need for you to hurry and call yourself the um, chief visionary officer or the chief executive officer or the chief founder or the chief photographer or the chief whatever or the proprietress or the proprietor at the very least you should be thinking of yourself and calling yourself um, titles and things that enhance the idea of you being an advisor and you being a true um, service professional so thank you very much for listening to today's episode. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.